the cord was almost cut. But then it, it, it came back together and she said, yeah. She said, yeah, you're okay. And I woke up from that dream feeling... I felt, I felt incredible. Welcome to uh, episode three of the Elevation Pod. Wow, time flies. Already hit a third one. Um, just before before we jump into it, I just need to make a massive shout out to to our boy Remy, who we met in Sweden. Uh, who is a very talented artist who is responsible for um, curating the beautiful new cover art that you see today. Um, if you want to check him out, please do Remtagram on Instagram. That's R E M T A G R M. Um, absolute legend. And while we're on that note, shout out to Will and Bok who have made some of the tunes, uh, have made all the tunes on this podcast. Um, so if you enjoy those, um, they're the ones responsible. But uh, today we want to talk. We want to talk about dreams. Yeah, which is uh, which is one of Henry's favorite topics. So he's very excited to uh, share all his wisdom <laughs> with you. Uh, this is probably one of those things where Henry actually does have a decent amount of knowledge about that there aren't that many. But okay, <laughs> oh, oh, oh wow, super dear. But um, yeah, while we're in Sweden, Henry got majorly into his lucid dreaming and his, his study of dreams, and. Got some pretty pretty cool results as well. We used to we used to talk about dreams every morning on the every on the way morning to, at brekkie. Yeah, and on the way to work, if we were going in together, we'd we'd tell each other about our dreams, and and through this this recall, you can sort of increase your chances of remembering them. What a way to start the day! And I suppose this episode is sort of an attempt at some kind of like inspiration for anyone who doesn't enjoy or whatever. To st- it's kind of a one on a one on one on dreaming and um, lucidity, and I guess a foreword is is that talking about dreams is like talking about the subconscious, and it's like talking about the mind, which isn't all that well understood. Um, no, I mean, ironically, we understand like the far reaches of the universe better than we understand our own head. Um, and, and what goes on in it. And yeah, dreams are a really interesting insight into what goes on in that that murky area of the subconscious. Yeah, in understanding that orbital sphere, you're attempting to engage with, and of course, what's fairly personal to all of us, um, um, what we'll cover will of course not apply to everyone in exactly the same way. Um, but we may as well start with the, the basic principles of dreaming and why people actually dream. Yeah, which which no one really knows the actual answer <laughs> to it, which the funny it, thing it, is. It's an absolute mystery. <laughs> um, there's like a few different theories, which, you know, is kind of interesting. Um, I think, you know, a lot of ancient cultures thought that dreams were were sort of signs or meanings or symbols into our life. And Freud and Carl Jung sort of expanded on this. Um, and sort of took this in the direction of unconscious desires being expressed through dreams and particularly like sort of repressed memories. Um, 
But I think that the, the later understanding of that is moving away from that and more towards things like thre- threat simulation theory, which is this idea that we live out certain situations in our dreams so that we are sort of practicing for if it ever happens in real life. Priming. Priming. There's, yeah, yeah there's, there's theories about um, we dream about things to sort of reinforce them. So to do with memory recall, really. So when you go through a dream, you're sort of replaying things that have already happened to you to reinforce that memory. Um, and there's loads of other theories, which I'll get into a few. But I mean, dreaming is absolutely a huge topic. I mean, on average, each of us will dream 10 years in our lifetime, 10 years spent dreaming. We have about five to six dreams every single night. But obviously, we forget most of them. I'd like to just jump in there and and just just make everyone aware of the fact that there are actually five dream periods, and that everyone thinks that if everyone's not, if anyone's not aware of REM or rapid eye movement, which is that kind of air at time in the in the morning where we're not fully kind of fully sleeping, but we're also not fully awake, um, and everyone kind of thinks that that's oh that's the most potential we have to dream. It is. But we can dream all the way through the sleep. I didn't know that. But <laughs> well, there you go. Um, which is why when you kind of start falling asleep and start experiencing this this kind of fluttering of, of consciousness and subconsciousness between the two, is you can actually start to have like really booky <laughs> visuals. It's almost as if that, like you know, heaven forbid you might have taken something you genuinely are in this in-between phase which is can be really really fun and there's things like you know Wim Hof breathing and yeah, different, all sorts of crazy diff- different preparations that you can have but I mean it's crazy it's such a big part of every human's life and yet it's it's not really spoken about or talked about so much so when you sort of went on this endeavor to sort of discover more about your dreams I, I because people think involved. it's shit boring yeah but who thinks that? I mean, dreams are no, so no, 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 because I, I, I can't remember who it was that said this, which is unfortunate. But but this is kind of a, a, a common um, common apprehension that if you're talking to to anyone else about their dreams, then it's nowhere near as interesting as you talking about your dreams yourself. Yeah, that is true. <laughs> I guess because they're so deeply personal. But I, I appreciate that you didn't go on this journey to sort of like find out about other people's dreams you sort of went it's all it's all a bit of self-discovery it's quite spiritual in that way but i wanted to ask you like how come you 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 wanted to go on this this journey like when did your love of dreaming begin or like how did it begin uh that is a wonderful question um how can i introduce my love for dreaming i mean i've always enjoyed it i've always remembered dreams quite vividly from uh from a young age and a couple of years ago, a good friend of mine recommended a book. Um, by the way, by the way, recommending a good book is one of the most sensational things you can yeah, do for a person. I know. I have I have one friend, shout out Aisha, um, who's recommended me like three different books and every single one I've absolutely loved and like kind of just waiting for the next recommendation. <laughs> if you're listening, I show. <laughs> just drop it to a DM. Uh, so how, how's it going? How you doing? How's your weekend gone? Ready to be books. But yeah, the book that I'm concerned with and the book that's influenced a lot of my learnings is called, and it's going to come as quite a big, you know, uh, big title, 
but dreams of awakening and by a guy called Charlie Morley, who actually does a TED Talk on dreaming. Um, so if you're even remotely enjoying this chit chat, then please go and watch that TED Talk because he's the ultimate master. He's the sensei. <laughs> Can anyone be the ultimate master of dreaming if we don't understand it? Is it, is it just a fraud? <laughs> That's it. In my mind, he's, he's, he's my sensei. <laughs> okay, good. Um, but anyway, it's important to, to sort of, I suppose, contextualize his writing based on the fact that it's influenced most of my understanding. Um, and the full war, the full, the full war? The full work. The full work. That's what it's called. Should we talk about the full work? I've actually preferred to talk about the full work for a bit. I don't even know what the full work is. What are we talking about? (laughs) (laughs) I lost like the last two letters of that. The full word. The full word, right. And not all books have a full word because. But they all should. I sub- Unless they're super lengthy. No, but you're, no but you're like, you're right in the fact that if you're talking about something as personal as dreaming, there should be a full word. Yeah. Maybe non-fiction books should have a full word. Yeah. Fictional books, probably probably not. I'm glad we got that sorted. <laughs> I'm glad we've got I'm the science of full words done. <laughs> um, but anyway, coming back to the point, the foreword of this book is actually about Buddhism <clears throat> uh, and Buddhist meditation being ultimately about about liberating the mind from from illusion and self deception. And to this end, it is necessary to train the mind uh, and develop kindness, compassion, uh, and wisdom. Well. Uh, every time I hear like a Buddhist saying, I'm always like, damn, they, they got their shit tight. Like they know what they're talking about. <laughs> like I'm, I'm in, sign me up. <laughs> As, you, I, you know, I'm not actually assigned to any particular religion, but this one's really, <laughs> they're selling me, mate. <laughs> their sales team <laughs> wow, goes strong. Wow. Wow. I'm in sales. I should know about that. The irony is I'm, I'm, Almost trying to sell dreaming now, but but anyway, I thought actually you were going to interject about elevation. Um, in any case, coming back to 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 this this discovery of compassion and wisdom, that the dreaming mind is, or you know, when we when we dream and when we access that part of ourselves, it is basically this stomping ground for developing these qualities. Um, and in 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 kind of a Tibetan tradition. The refined discipline of, of dream yoga, shout out to my mum, who's been a yoga teacher for 20 years. She absolutely love this. Uh, dream yoga has been practiced for thousands and, and thousands of years. And thousands. And Sorry. How many thousands? <laughs> many thousands. <laughs> no, but <laughs> I feel like I've really taken the, the seriousness out of that. But no, that's like, I think... Whenever you, there's, there's always something to be learned from how long a tradition has lasted. I think if something's been around for many, many years, there's surely got to be some value in that. You yeah. Know? Like if it was shit, they would have thrown it out a while ago. Yeah. Do you, I love that. They would have just got rid of it. If it hasn't been working for like five seconds, do we really need to do it thousands of years? <laughs> I'm trying to think of like dodgy things that have existed for thousands of years now to like try and like make sure that I'm not like supporting like genitalia mutation or something. 
<laughs> just to contradict what we're talking about longevity. Uh, but, but anyway, um, yeah, obviously but, this has but, been but, around but, for a long time. <laughs> and the, the, yes, the, so the refined discipline of this dream yoga, the foundations of this and the stability of this is, um, is lucidity. As in, do they do, do they practice lucidity in dream yoga? Yeah. I mean, it, it, it's completely interconnected. And I, I guess for anyone who's kind of coming across this and, and thinking, okay, where do we start? For anyone who's who's never heard of, of lucidity, that term, um, and I like to use a diagram because that's how I've always, that's how I've always learned. I'm a, I'm a visual learner. But if you have a pen and paper to hand, or if you just can imagine things um, nice and vividly, imagine drawing a circle and then draw a straight line directly through the middle. Um, and then shade the bottom half of that circle to represent your subconscious and then leave the, leave the top half blank, i.e. Your, your conscious mind. The line in the middle, so your, your diameter, represents lucidity. It's, it's the interconnector. Right, so it's just like a straight line. The line of lucidity is the line between your conscious and subconscious. Yeah, yeah. It, it's interesting that you say straight line because it's simplifying it more than potentially it, it should should be simplified. I mean, you're right, but how can I elaborate on that? Um, so if you've drawn it or pictured it in your head, um, get, get an eraser. A razor? A razor? <laughs> a razor. I think we Am should. Am I American? Uh, <laughs> I think it's called a rubber. <laughs> I think you're anyway. <laughs> anyway, as us blighties, bloody shout out, say, a rubber, um, get, rub out the line, get rid of it. It's kind of ironic I've told you to expel the lucidity. <laughs> We've just started, but just get rid of it. <laughs> No, but but make the straight line a squiggly one instead, because this will represent the fluctuation of that lucidity, because there are varying levels, um, which is important to know for anyone who doesn't know and hasn't tried it before. It's a bit like a wave that once you start attempting it and, and progressing in it and fulfilling in it, you'll find out that you'll have this kind of pre-lucidity and then substantial lucidity and then this super heightened lucidity. So there are actually different levels, but I, I don't want to get into that too much. Okay, so I imagine the circle and that's all between the conscious and subconscious, but knowing that's not actually going to like help me get lucid right, right. in a dream. Like it's not going to, just knowing that simple fact about what lucidity is isn't going to help me. So how, how do you start to getting closer to becoming lucid in your dreams? I think for anyone listening as well, thinking... Maybe I've never had a lucid dream or someone who doesn't have the potential to do that. Every, everyone can lucid dream. Um, basically, the only main components are recognition, uh, commitment and, and motivation. I mean, we, we, we kind of live in a miasma of confusion driven by all these, these unforeseen urges and desires. Um, and really the main point of lucidity is to cut through that and embark of, on, on a journey of psychological and if you're so inclined spiritual growth coming back to that buddhism i mean that is the great thing about dreaming it's sort of like this access door to 
your subconscious. But I mean, the whole point of subconscious, it's literally in the word, is that you're not conscious of it. So so are, are we in our subconscious when we're, we're lucid or like, are we just sort of trying to bring as much of that subconscious into the conscious? All, all we're actually doing in, in, in accessing, as you said, kind of opening that door, uh, is bringing awareness into an area of our mind that normally seems to function autonomously. Um, and we don't try and get lucid so that we can control it uh, and, 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 you know, boss this conscious mind about. We do so that we can, we, we, it sounds so cute, but we can make friends with it. We can commune with it and finally start to, to, to listen to it. Mindfulness of dream and sleep may sound like a bit of a paradox because we're accustomed to thinking sleep is is a, is an unmindful process. Um, however, the awareness of, of this dream and sleep and, and the experience we all have um, can paradoxically lead to actually more refreshing and beneficial sleep. I just I kind of want to emphasize that the implications are huge. Um, our, our neurological system actually doesn't differentiate between waking and lucid dream experiences. There's there's no discernible difference. It's not like imagining it. It's like we're actually doing it. So if you have a happy dream, um, we induce exactly the same neurologically feel-good chemicals that we would if we were experiencing these, these activities or these interactions or whatever the fuck we're doing yeah and it's, it's actually <laughs> in, crazy in the same way yeah, as, we, as if we were awake weirdly enough one thing that does massively reduce during during sleep is mm. is your stress mm. so you actually can experience stressful situations with much less stress mm. which sort of feeds into this threat simulation this social situation mm. you know we actually have a, a large number of dreams associated with social situations so you know we've all had that dream where like we've done something really embarrassing or awkward or turned up to school naked um <laughs> i remember when you did that bro in your seven, that was <laughs> oh wait that was real life fuck <laughs> um but no like we all have these social uh, it's quite common to have these social situations but we actually when we dream about them we dream about them with much much lower levels of stress which helps mm. us practice and prepare for them mm interestingly in lucidity you have the opportunity for for trauma resolution because you can identify these and I, we were we were inevitably going to reference inception at some point in this discussion <laughs> i mean let's face it incredible incredible film um but what they do so well is they highlight a lot of a lot of truths about dreaming but also the aggressors as in the projections that try and fight uh the dreamer uh now what these what these projections are actually called are, are, are shadows um and in 2009 european science foundation actually suggested that lucid dreaming might be will become an effective remedy for curing chronic nightmares wow and it could be offered as mainstream treatment one day wow that's crazy not only not only problems with the mind but also physical ailments oh, as wow. if you have like an ear infection and then you dream 
that your ear infection is healing, you, you can, can actually, actually yeah. heal. There's there's a lot of research coming out at the moment that I, I unfortunately haven't studied enough to really quote it now, but they're finding more and more connections between your physical health and your mental health and how your mental state can influence physical ailments, um, which I just find completely insane. If we can cure physical attributes that are getting us down or, or obviously not ideal, we could also do the opposite because um, any training while lucid dreaming in, the, in that state will actually create neural pathways that carry over into our waking state. Um, the Cleveland Clinic Foundation in, in 2004, this research study showed that we can actually strengthen our muscles as well as, as, well as motor neuron functions. Um, and the author of the book that I've cited, uh, Charlie Morley, his friend Rory always had dreams of being a martial arts champion. Now, in 1999, he made his dream come true by winning the gold medal at the European Championships. Wow. <laughs> and he trained in his lucid dreams. He was sparring whilst his opponents were asleep and drilling advanced techniques that created these neurological pathways that could, that could be engaged and tapped into following the day's training session. Wow. That, that... I mean, if that, if that doesn't... Sell you, <laughs> you know, you don't even need to go to work. You just need to dream of work and you get better at it. <laughs> no, but like, it's actually crazy. I mean, like, um, uh, John, John Steinbeck once said, uh, and this is his classic quote, cause he just says it in such a beautiful way. He said, uh, it is a common experience that a problem difficult at night is resolved in the morning after the committee of sleep has worked on it. And I just, I love that the committee of sleep, <laughs> just all working on it together. And, and following on for that, there was actually um, a 2010 study done where participants were asked to solve a 3D maze. They, they, were, they were shown the maze and given, a, given like an hour to look at it. And then half of them would nap and the other half would have to stay awake and, and just study, the, study it in their waking mind. And the people who napped and dreamed of seeing the maze were up to 10 times faster at solving the maze than those who didn't nap or those who did nap but didn't dream about the maze. And it's this new evidence, well, not that new, 2010, but there's evidence that basically memories are consolidated in dreams and actually having a dream is indicative of these memory pathways being reinforced in your brain. We've spoken about lucidity a lot. We've spoken about dreams even more. Um, and what I'd really like to, to do a quick 101 on is how anyone who's interested in this and takes any inspiration away, um, how they can increase their chance of lucid dreaming. What are, the, what, are, what are three easy kind of sort of things to, to understand in, in striving to... Or pursue. just increasing your chances of, of exactly to pursue that that sort of I journey. Don't, I don't know what they are, but I'm going to guess that one of them is writing, is, is keeping a dream journal, is exactly, writing dreams exactly, down as yeah. soon as you as exactly. soon as you wake up. So dream recall is 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 really really important. Um, I know that ninety percent of dreams are forgotten before we even get out of bed. It's actually, ninety five percent. But. Don't act your fob. Makes a huge difference. Yeah, but, but, you know, and you speak to people about dreams, most people don't actually have the capacity to talk about them because they forget about them. In that sense, dream recall, which is what it's called, uh, basically remembering your dreams, 
is super important on the basis of that next step, which is recognition. Because if we can't remember our dreams, we can't recognize what the patterns of those dreams typically are. So to use an example, um, my dad has is, is a property developer and I've always loved architecture. I've always loved design. Um, and whenever I have dreams, I always seem to dream up these grand designs, these huge houses, this huge, this, this huge space, which is awesome, obviously, but it's always a really clear indicator of the fact that I'm dreaming because I don't live in these huge basements, with these epic part like dance floors and all these wonderful people. Yeah. And those are typically the dr- kinds of dreams that I have. You, you have to remember to understand what is odd about your dreams because yeah. is that how you detect that you're in a dream is is that it's not congruous <laughs> you know the word i'm trying to say congruous congruous with reality um yeah you have to play uh mr inspector basically what is up what is going on here what what does not fall into place you know like when you play tetris and the block doesn't fit that is a dream you know in, in comparison is uh, it could be it could be someone who's passed away a long time ago who finds themselves in your dream and you know it's a dream because that person isn't alive anymore or um a classic one is if you're able to have this this pre-lucid stage if you actually look at your hand twice in quick succession so you look at it once and it looks like a normal hand and then you look at it again five seconds later the brain cannot doesn't actually have the ability in our in our unconscious or subconscious state to 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 put that hand in its entirety together again or recreate the image of that hand as we've seen it the first time and also we know what our hand looks like yeah pretty well because we look at it quite yeah. a lot so it will it will do something the the, the the next time you look at it it will deform it in some way you might have a, yeah. a missing finger it might have turned green you might it might have lollipops growing off it wow. which would lollipops. be pretty sick I've, I've also heard that um you can't see yourself in the mirror in a dream yeah that, that it's something to do with your conscious brain creates the image of yourself so if you look in the mirror you might actually see someone else yeah or, or some sort of weird or just a blurred version of yourself, which yeah. is super interesting. But but leading on from both of these things, so recognition and commitment, are you commitment to the cause? So ergo, writing your dream down as soon as you wake up to remember it and therefore to recognize it. Motivation is super important. So why are you actually doing it? Do you want to have a, a casual conversation with your subconscious? Um, is spirituality and, and awakening the ultimate goal? that is the highest goal so if that's the case you're more likely to to become lucid and just remember looping back to that first thing is that anyone has the potential to become lucid it's not it's it's not like genes or or certain traits that are allocated to people when we're when we're created as human beings everyone has the potential so it's not unique to anyone What I wanted to ask you, Henry, was what has been your most impactful dream? Ooh, there's, 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 there's two that I can think of that really hit home. The first one was when I was in a pretty tough place uh, recently uh, at the beginning of this year. And I won't talk about why that was the case, but I was. And I was, I was pretty unhappy. I was with myself. 
and I needed some sort of validation. I needed something to tell me that I was um, kind of getting back on the track of, of uh, I suppose, finding myself. So I had this dream where I owned my own little little flat, and it was it was really beautiful. It had all these like wooden designs in it. Um, it was the right size, and the kitchen went out in this garden. And it was a beautiful natural light coming in. And uh, said goodbye to these friends who were these huge, huge dudes who were boxing. And I, I gave them both double fist bumps. That's the, the level of respect that I was showing them both. And the, clearly the level of respect that I was showing my subconscious uh, as, they, as they were both projections of that. And I went into the garden, um, sorry, into the kitchen, <laughs> kitchen garden. And, uh, and I heard my mom's voice, um, which is huge because, you know, very, very, very close to my mom. Um, and then I woke up, I woke up in real life and I was like, what am I doing? Why am I awake? But I, I analyzed and, and, and for anyone who wakes up in the morning, you can dive straight back in as long as you, you, you have the intent and the motivation to. So I said, I could really get something out of this. So I dove back into the exact same dream. I was sat in the kitchen and I was, I was waiting for, for her to come back. And I said, called out to her and she came in and I could see her um, and I asked her am I okay and I've never asked my subconscious whether it's okay before but I was I was have you asked your mum <laughs> like whether I was okay like in real life have you ever asked your mum like am I okay I'd never have no 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 but I, I did in the dream which was which was totally equivalent to asking myself whether I was because obviously I was in my own dreaming state and there was this moment after I, after I asked the question where as if like a radio quiver or some sort of broadcasting error or in the film or in the recording, what that meant was that I almost lost the touch between lucidity, understanding what was happening and her. And the cord was almost cut. I almost didn't find out the question. Oh, sorry, the answer to that question. But then it, it, it came back together and she said, yeah. She said, yeah, you're okay. And I woke up from that dream feeling... I felt, I felt incredible. I had a dream and I think we've all seen like these montages in movies where you're like lying on your deathbed and you're like, the, the, your life flashes before your eyes. But I had like a way calmer version of this in this dream and I was old and I was I was lying in a bed and I don't, can't remember where this bed was but I was looking back at my life in such an objective and beautiful way as if I was watching someone else's life and I remember it just being so beautiful I was look like seeing all the holidays that I've been on all the beautiful places that I've been all the beautiful people that I've fallen in love with all the beautiful people that I've still in love with and it was just so fulfilling and I remember waking up and just feeling like everything from here on out all of the future is bonus time like yeah. my life is already incredible like I've actually experienced everything I ever wanted to yeah. in my life up to this point yeah I could die happy now and yeah and everything extra is, is bonus time yeah and that was just such that was such an incredible feeling to wake up with yeah. And it just makes you feel so at peace and so calm with how life is playing out because yeah. you've already completed it. And for anyone who wonders about that bonus time, I shit you not. 
the most fun that you can have can be in lucid dreaming. I mean, I, I've toyed with my housemates um, with with fists of lightning, blue blue lightning, yeah, fizzling in between my fists as if I was a mini Zeus. Yeah, mm, you got it before me. <laughs> uh, or you know, levitating people. I, wow. You know, I levitated a friend of mine a certain point in our in our living room. You elevated him. Yeah, and he said. You know what he said to me? He had the cheek to say, yeah, I still don't believe that you can become lucid. And what's really interesting this about this is that kind of stipulates that I was I proving, was I trying to prove to my friends that I become lucid? Was I really trying to prove to myself that I could? Right, and yeah. as you go further down into this journey, your motivations become more and more clear. After my friend challenged me whether or not I could elevate him or levitate him in his chair, I then proceeded to elevate him all the way onto the table. And then he was like, fair enough. <laughs> and that was also one of the most satisfying dreams I've ever had. Um, you know, I've, I've turned rooms upside down. I've changed the motion of gravity. I've moved objects around. I've, the, 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 I've, I've yeah, flown. Obviously, I've, that's I've, the beautiful thing. Like they say so much of creativity comes from dreaming because it has no limits. Like the, the, rule, the laws of physics do not apply in your dreams. Anything is possible. I mean, like, yeah, I've, I've had crazy dreams. I had a dream where I was playing Darth Vader in like a new Star Wars movie <laughs> where he didn't actually die. It gives you that opportunity to experience things which you are never going to experience. Yeah, you know? you're never going to have superpowers, let's face it. Yeah. Sorry even for crushing you really... your dreams, literally. <laughs> even if you really, really, really want to. <laughs> oh my God, is Iron Man not in the chorus? Um, you know, old people are much 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 more likely about 80 percent of over 70s dream in black and white because they grew up with black and white tv which that is mental yeah. that is mental um see there's just an endless topic it dreams. is an endless topic it is endless topic. we could talk it's, about it forever it's almost sad that we have to end here but thank you endlessly for tuning in to to a third episode of elevation and we will catch you in the next one keep dreaming For all of those people out there who aren't having consistent sex. <laughs> Get it through your dreams. <laughs> but, you heard it here first, boys and girls. Um, How do you think monks do it? <laughs> but, yeah. <laughs>